Hey, what's going on out there, guys? This is DJ Garcia, your town treasurer. How are you, Deb? I'm good. This is Deb, your deputy treasurer. Deb, more tweet, our deputy treasurer. And this is After the Checks Are Signed, our podcast that we try to do every week after the select board meeting, where we discussed all the events that happen uh, during the meeting and anything else that's going on in town that might affect you, oh, I, or us. There's stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, but the first thing I think that I want to say is this is our 10th episode. This is October 7th. Yes. 2020. Our 10th episode. Our 10th episode. Like, whoa! Yeah, I know. So 10 times we've sat down and done this together. <laughs> and that's amazing. And this is a milestone for us, you know, and, and not to mention that we've also done two before the checks are signed yeah. where we invite people from town or from the region to discuss with us things that are happening locally. We wrote down some of the stats up there. We had... So far, we have 28 followers and 468 plays of our 10 or nine episodes now. Well, technically 11, but this is number 10 of After the Checks Are Signed. Yeah. So good job. Congrats to us. High five from yeah. far away because we're socially distanced. Yeah. You know, we're together, but we're not that close. Yeah. We had the meeting this past Monday, October 5th. Um, today is the 7th. So two nights ago, two we nights had ago. the meeting. And uh, there was a lot discussed. I was a little late to the meeting, uh, so I had a crazy day. But so in the beginning of the meeting was a new business. And the first thing they started with was they gave out an award. An award. It was um, a presentation of a governor's proclamation to Jesse Salisbury, who um, is a Wiltonian in that she lived most of her life here. She graduated, she was valedictorian of her class, and um, she's in Lineborough now. And she um, has, has been a reporter in several different papers. And after COVID um, was furloughed um, and, and from the cabinet. And um, so she has not been able to go back to that. So this was kind of, just affirming her in all that she has done. She's done a lot for the historical societies in both towns, mm -hmm. um, it, it, just as much in Wilton as she has in Lineborough. Um, she's also an accomplished romance novel writer. I actually have seen that. I've never read one of her books, but I have seen the covers of them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she's it, definitely written Kerm a few books. Kermit said that isn't his genre, but um, I would just encourage you um, from your local library to check out one of her things. Well, not not you, DJ. Um, yeah. Um, but, but, you know, for those of you that are listening um, that are interested in that, I just think that would be fun. Jesse was um, not only received a standing ovation, yeah. but um, during the rest of the meeting, there were several people that walked out, including Chief Olson, and she had a little parade in oh. town for her. And so, so if you heard the hubbub downtown, yeah, it was fire that's, trucks that's and ambulances. What it was. Yeah, they that's were what it was. they were cheering on Jesse for a, a great career. Yeah, and hopefully it's not over yet because you can write books. You know, e yeah. even you know from your couch at home so yeah keep writing jesse we appreciate everything you've done she's a dear she yep. and i have worked together closely on the fourth grade local history that um i've gotten the heritage committee and lineborough historical society to put together so um she's a dear yeah, so that's awesome. So congrats again to Jesse. Uh, then they moved on and discussed. This has been a hot topic button actually on Facebook, but they discussed <laughs> Halloween. So for yeah. some reason, the you know 
government has say over whether or not people allow strangers to their door and, and, and give them anything. So uh, turns out that our local government says yes. And so they're going to do uh, trick-or-treating from five to seven on the 31st. Is on that right? First, yep. So um, anywhere there's a light on, you can bring your little trick-or-treaters. Um, they just suggest that, you know, you still try to maintain as much social distance as you yep. can. Um, don't let the, you know, the boogie woogies get you like every Halloween, you're trying to escape anything trying to get you. Right. So just pretend the coronavirus is a is, scary monster. There you go. And stay away from it. So. And, and another thing that we added to that is that um, the last last year, they started a donation of candy. So oh, if, yeah. like if people are not getting trick-or-treaters, but they want to donate to those families, especially around the flat that yep. that get lots of traffic. Um, you can donate at the library, you can donate at town hall. And I think PTO is going to have a donation for that too. And I don't know if, you know, that can be money wise, that can be actual physical things to donate. Um, but I just, we just wanted to say that too, because, um, that, that, that will be a big help to those people. Up there. Yeah. The people on the flats, they get a lot a higher volume of trick or treaters than the people on Pete Hill because it's a big steep hill yeah. and there's one house every, you know, you half get, a mile. Have you ever gotten any? I've never gotten a trick or treater. I know. Oh, we got them at, uh, the pizza place. Oh, do you? Yeah. They pop in, you know, and because they're close and you know, we have some families who bring by sure. their kids that we they want. Yeah. They want you to see them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, you know, so we're looking forward to that. Um, you know, Halloween is a go. So that's great considering all of the no's and cancellations we've gotten this year. Yeah. Halloween's a good a good thumbs up for moving the right direction. Another another happy thing that was we, that we got to talk about is Chief Olson has been approached. Um he's our chief of police um about um, somebody who would like to donate a comfort therapy dog to Wilton. This dog would have a little police badge, have a little backpack, but he would be involved in PR, goodwill, mm -hmm. um, but also trained to respond to um, emotional needs. And Chief said, you know, if there's a child at at the elementary school who might be having a tough time, if there's someone at the high school, um, he would, um, Chief Olson would be trained in this and all of this is donated, um, just something that, um, so the, the select board gave him um, their um, blessing to go out and start the next level mm -hmm. of this to see what it would involve. Um, you know, I would just, I said to Chief Olson, because he was at the Cool Kids table, and I said, you know, there could be even, um, if it comes to the select board meetings, you know, there might be time that he could go up to someone and just put his head on their lap just yeah. to help them um, Even if they're injured, and, you know, and, I mean. And, and, you know, not bring it down a little bit, yeah. you know, bring it down a little bit. I want to comfort you. Yeah. And, you know, I can see this dog coming to town meeting and, you know, just, you know, helping everybody just feel a little bit better, you know, handing out all that tax money to school meetings, feeling a little bit better yeah. about handing out that tax money. <laughs> so well, we could talk about that, that, the, the, the non-freeze on, on our, we could move the, into this. We can absolutely. And, and just real quick, the support dog or the police dog comfort dog, um, is 
really fitting for our community because I found out recently that Wilton has more dogs in its community than Milford does. <laughs> so so we, we like our dogs here. So I'd be looking for a little comfort from our new police officer yes. myself because yes. no, I yes. have two dogs at home. So yes. bring them on by, chief. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the to the freeze. Um, so not necessarily a freeze, but a non-freeze. We, we, yeah, non we did have um, this year a 10% cut requested across the board. And we've, we, we've discussed that in previous podcast episodes and you can see more about all these discussions on the website, um, the live stream of the select board meetings where they discussed how we need to cut back our spending and reduce costs by 10%. But, uh, the, the select board then took all those savings that we've strived for and, and, and implemented, a increase a cost of living increase to all employees of the town and then a merit increase to all the employees in town and it was uh 3.3 percent across the board so uh that was determined by the board last night and voted on and approved uh so in 2021 i believe i'm not sure when it takes effect but there'll be a 3.3 percent and i understand the the need to you know, be compensated for work that you do um, because I work hard and I'm sure that you've worked hard in your life as well. And you want to be appreciated and rewarded, but there are certain times when you can't do that. Like in my business, for example, we haven't done any raises. We've done bonuses when we can, mm -hmm. uh, but it hasn't been a blanket across the board increase to your pay, you know, perpetually because we don't know what the future is going to bring. And our town has been, you know, flashing the yellow light all year about we don't know what the future is going to bring. Yeah, and 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 to that, I was in private healthcare, and our physicians would let us know, you know, and they they would pay us first with an increase rather than themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, they you know they were owners of 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 the system, but um, there would be years that that we would be told, you know, it's it's been a difficult year, and we all understood that. And like there, maybe there will be a 1%, you know, but, but so, so yeah, that was, that was interesting that I'm like, like, w why are we doing this? You know? So what, are, what do those numbers look like DJ? I did some loose math and based on what we pay for payrolls on a biweekly basis right now as a town to all of our employees, it's really going to turn out to be like pretty close to $75,000 next year in increased payrolls. Uh, and you know, that's, that's a substantial amount of money. We do have a lot of employees and I, for one, am not going to discredit anybody who works for the town of Wilton. Um, but I do think that, you know, there's a line that you have to draw between running a town or a business and, you know, relations with your employees. And I think that it needs to be cooperative where both sides kind of understand what's going on. And I think if you were to really discuss with the town employees, they would agree that there's changes happening. There's changes afoot uh, when it comes to and lots of unknowns and lots of unknowns. Um, and, you know, I, for one, think that, you know, it would have been wise for the town to maybe kick the can down the road and say, we're actually going to revisit our, you know, raise structure six months from now. Um, and, you know, not to say that note Pete, that our employees don't deserve it, but it, it's a difficult time. And, and I'm a small business owner and, and I've, I'm going through it myself. You know, I mean, we're losing people, you know, to, to sickness, we're losing people to, um, you know, government funded 
payouts, unemployments, things like that. And it's, it's difficult. You know, I mean, I, I don't have all the answers, but, but, but there's something that Wiltonians can do. Um, not only come to, our, to come to our meetings, send in public comments about this, but in March is when we have our town meeting. Yep. And that's when you can, you can, amend is that what it's called yeah like like when this budget is brought forward you can amend it mm -hmm. to say no it will kind of like what happened at the school meeting yep uh, yeah. a few months back where they decreased but the you approved budget. but you can specifically say that those salaries or people that work by the hour that those will be or just the salary or it positions. could be anything it could be road paving it could be it could so, be anything, um, you but, know. but specifically, specifically, um, you do have a voice in that. Absolutely. It's not a done deal yet. Yep. We all have a voice and, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of timely that we discuss this because it was also brought up last night that the town, ago, two, nights, two nights, I keep messing that up, yeah. but the, the town has identified that we're not going to have as much money in our unexpended fund balance to offset our taxes. Yeah. So us, the taxpayers and the residents of town are going to have to foot even more of the bill while our expenses continue to increase. And the money we've paid in the past, there's a lot less of it now to offset. And this was because I believe in 2016, they used like a million dollars or something like that to offset the tax rate. And that is now catching up to us. I know myself in the last five years, I've seen increases in my taxes every mm -hmm. single year. Mm -hmm. And this year might be the most because we don't have a lot of money to offset the tax rate. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on. Um, and I hope that everybody listening out there, you tell your neighbors and tell your friends. And we all have to work together to figure this out because mm -hmm. we're just one small community. We have a lot of services in this town. Um, and, you know, we have to have to stay on top of it. The so ne the next select board meeting is Monday, October 19th. Yeah. And then they also have a couple other opportunities to meet. They have a public hearing, uh, coming up to discuss selling land, which was in the new business section, uh, on, on main street, lot K 138 and 139. Somebody wants to purchase that from the town. So there's going to be an opportunity to meet for that on the 15th at noon, I believe. Then they have another work session at four o'clock that same day. So lots of opportunities to, to mm -hmm. be in front of our select board and discuss this stuff. So the Halloween we talked about, um, the school board, speaking of money, the, the school board has determined that they're going to return uh, $375 per household to the taxpayers this year due to decreased expenses to, um, you know, difference in operations from this year, this year from last year. So when the school shut down in March last year, you know, they, they really didn't spend a lot of their money. So they've agreed to give some of it back even amidst a cut that was voted on. So that's a good, that's a positive in the when right they direction. Ha they have to, because they have no place to hold that. Also, they have to, they have to expend their money. So there's that too. And that's the whole zero cost or, or uh, you know, yeah. not starting from zero on your budget. Right. Is that, you know, you kind of start at a certain point 
Um, and then you have to spend that money. And if you don't, then you don't get it replenished the next year. And so that's kind of the problem is that why I think we should go from zero based yeah. budgeting, which means I have zero dollars. How much do I need to spend to buy this? Mm -hmm. And that's what you do every mm -hmm. year because mm -hmm. you don't need to buy all the same medical supplies or all mm -hmm. the same, you know, school mm -hmm. supplies year after year after year. Uh, so maybe I'm frugal. I don't know. Good. <laughs> We like that it's, in a treasure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't get to say where it gets spent. I, I just have to spend it. I but know. Anyways. Uh, so uh, after that, the political signs got brought up last night or two nights ago at the select board meeting. Yes. I brought um, in, in public comments. I brought up that um, I have seen in my neighborhood defacing of a political sign on private property. So this isn't one of those that's sitting up at the corner. That just that that that, that drives me crazy around here. That that was new for me because in Iowa you just did it on your private property, mm -hmm. but you can go up to every beautiful corner and see all of this all of this stuff. And and one of one of our local politicians um, said that he had had his signs taken around town and and i've heard of that but this was a blatant um defacing of someone's sign and and chief olson came up as i and i i just said i just wanted the board to recognize that that is um it's a misdemeanor and mm -hmm. and they did it is actually um a fine of a thousand dollars so oh, wow. um and and he addressed that and so so like um like um i i've listened to our 10 broadcasts i say a lot of that um i just wanted to get their um affirmation of that mm -hmm. that yes we only we have less than 30 days to go through this wilton so um yeah let's because november 3rd is voting yep let's let's be respectful um agree to disagree particularly on private property um don't don't go there yeah i mean you know when i ran i put my signs in public places too and now that i know that upsets you i might not i'll just go to my neighbor's houses and say put my sign yeah. out uh but you know i mean it, you it, wouldn't do that just because it bothers me i mean <laughs> you put it where you need to put it that's yeah. just that's just i mean like but i didn't i didn't like pepper the whole town you yeah. know i had 101 so. along yeah. 101 <laughs> yeah so you know i mean we have we have 30 days like you said to get through this uh so let's just Less get to voting day days. i know let's just get through that's voting great. day <laughs> Um, let let Jane know downtown if you can help out volunteer. Yes, pretty sure it's still going to happen up at the high school. At the high school, so still need volunteers. Which leads us to walks right into the ballot box that was used because they're yeah. doing um, an electronic ballot calculation, and there was just a little glitch in the ballot box, and and the select board just wanted to make sure that that was actually tested. Mm -hmm. So. Jane and Bill will be contacted about that to make yeah. sure that it was tested. The company that produces it, I guess they just have to double check the machine because yeah. um, there was somebody on site for the voting yeah. last yeah. month. And he said, it's not supposed to do that. Yeah. And at this point, nobody's addressed it. So, right. so we so need to do that. We, we just, we're just getting that out there. Kermit was getting that out there and we're just 
double checking because we expect three times as many people yeah that voted in the primary to be there or or if you've got your ballot already filled out there's a box at town hall that you can put that in yes for absentee voting which i guess we saw a lot of that uh a month ago yeah so we'll see what november 3rd brings yeah um and so now we're going to move on to the town accepted an easement um, from TDS, the phone company in town, who is constructing a new garage uh, down along the river, right in downtown Wilton. And uh, so they have offered to, because uh, in the past, in this podcast, we had discussed how we had received grant money from AARP that was received via the Economic Development Committee to build the second phase of the Riverwalk along the backside of TDS's new building that brings you up to Memorial Park. And it's going to be beautiful and gorgeous. And um, Matt's working on that. Matt Fish has received the contract for Mm -hmm. it. And so I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. Uh, But, you know, so TDS has offered us the easement on the property. And we are, you know, looking to accept that so it has to be presented to the select board which it was this past monday and then the planning board tonight and then also the conservation commission has to hear about the easement and as long as all three of the boards agree then they will accept the easement and then the construction can move forward which you know i was a little concerned i actually brought that up when it was first presented that i just want to make sure we have the easement in place because we don't want to be doing this massive construction project on somebody else's property yeah um, and technically it is still somebody else's property, but we have an easement to use it. So, but this land that they're going to build the river walk on actually is owned by the Stimson building, which is, you know, one of the oldest buildings in town. And, you know, a lot of people are enamored by it. Um, I think that it needs a ton of work. Um, it's been vacant, vacant and I mean, leaking and, and, a, and a big mess for a long time. Well, we really haven't seen the inside, you know, as on the heritage commission, historical society, mm. we really have not been able to see the inside because mm. TDS their their equipment is is it's is private to them so right. that was one thing that in this demolition review the reason we have a demolition review is because of this building and we wanted to get in there and get pictures before it was and I don't think they're going to tear down the Stimson building (laughs) right now they're building on the lot that's next to it yes um and they're going to build a phone garage that none of the residents of town are ever going to go into yes uh there's no retail storefront you're not going to go there to be able to get your cable boxes they're going to park their trucks there and they're going to come out and fix your phone or internet when it doesn't work first time new construction is being done downtown Wilton since if you remove the police department the last building that was built in commercial commercial building that was built in downtown Wilton was Wilton House Pizza's building. It was a laundromat at the time. So, you know, I mean, it, it's a it's a poor prioritization, I think. Uh, but, you know, I mean, those of you who know me, I was involved in the process the whole way. Um, and I just think that, you know, it's not what the town wants or needs. And I don't think anybody even knows it yet. All day long, people ask me, what's going on over here? It's a phone garage. You know, you're, you're going to be able to see trucks pull in and out of there, and that's about it. Uh, so I, I've done my best to kind of zip my lips on this, but I, for one, am very much opposed to it. I just don't think it's the type of development that, you know, needs to happen along our precious river. 
along our precious downtown. Um, you know, the river walk's going to be great and gorgeous, but it's going to be used as a bypass to get past the phone garage that yeah. you're never going to go into. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to speak at length at that, but I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the river walk happen. And then maybe someday we can also get the footbridge across over to the police department um, and the other elements of the Riverwalk project maybe can come together as well. Um, you know, so, but it's great that AARP gave us the money to do this project and I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. The last thing that we wrote up there is, you know, this kind of led us into, you know, TDS led us into what we don't necessarily want or need in Wilton, but what do we need? What do you think? Well, I, as, as DJ and I left the meeting the other night, um, and we were just discussing things. It's like, it would be neat if in that Riverwalk area, the new part, phase two, if there would be a charging station yeah. put in. In those public um, parking spaces? You know, those, uh, those are the things that people will make people stop between, you, where is there one in Nashua? So we're talking about like phone chargers? No, um, car chargers. Oh, for like electric cars. Yeah. Got it. Oh yeah. yeah. So they have one in Keene. And then okay. they have some in Nashua, but none, none in between, so, unless they're at your house. Yeah, unless they're at your house. I yeah. just like, you know, that looking at those things, you know, if if we want to start going green and I don't have an electric car, I probably won't. But um, looking at those kinds of things that that might have been and I understand that would have been underground and all of that. But, you know, maybe we could have gotten an extra grant and and i know that these can't be done now but yeah wilton i think needs um uh, a car charge yeah. park if we can put that somewhere and for me you know i i feel like i sound like a broken record now but i've actually been doing a little traveling around our state um in the car over the past two weeks or so and every, all these little towns i go into um, I was in Concord the other day. I was in Pembroke, uh, Allenstown, just kind of driving around through the small areas. And they all have tons of apartments. You know, there are apartment buildings all over the place. Um, and then those apartment buildings bring all the businesses. Wilton doesn't have either. We don't have apartment buildings, which means we don't have businesses. And we don't have businesses because we don't have apartment buildings. So, and speaking of businesses that we don't have, it would turn out that one of our number one employers in Wilton might be closing its doors label art so yeah and i don't even think it's called that anymore but label art's been in this right. town for at least 75 years um they employ hundreds of people dozens of people 140 people and it turns out they're going to close so now that's uh happened with burback burback was a mainstay in this area employed you know dozens of people as well they've since been bought out and then moved out and now it's happening with label art too, where they've been bought out and now the company that purchased them is basically taking the assets of the business and moving it out of town. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're seeing it continue. Um, not to mention that also uh, Pep Direct did that as well. They were up on Forest Road where now Atlantic Prefab is. So we replaced one business with a new one, but I mean, Pep Direct employed dozens or hundreds of people as well. So, you know, we're seeing a trend here that, somebody needs to try to get in front of because if not the trend's going to continue and that's going to spell bad news for our little town uh so i feel like i'm an agent of the change i've been trying you know the best i can and, and speaking from the mountaintops just like here on our podcast just like at public meetings just at like at budget committee meetings i say over and over again 
you know, that something's got to give. Um, and, and I will be, if possible, I'm actually traveling to Kentucky for five days. Um, so I might need to quarantine, um, at, be in quarantine at the next meeting, but I can get on, has to be on the agenda and, and call in remotely. But um, I think the town needs to discuss how they're going to be helping these employees. Yeah. Um, um, career fair, um, um, helping them with their water or sewer or, or, or something, you know, we need to, you know, flag those taxes. And, and I don't know how to go about that, but I want to be a voice for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, I was a part of the Wilton cares. Um, if we want to call this label cares, but, um, I think we need to think about how we can help them seriously, seriously help them as a community. A huge percentage of the people that work there are definitely local. Um, you know, I, I venture to say maybe even 50% of the people live in Wilton or Lineborough or, you know, one of the surrounding towns. So this is a big hit. Um, and they keep happening. It happened with Burback last year and Pep Direct the year before. So three years in a row, we've lost our three biggest employers and it's not going to stop. I mean, the Rodell's Rodell Corporation, they do hotel bookings. And I mean, you know, we're talking about how the coronavirus is impacting, you know, the whole world and our country and, you know, hotels are hard hit, you know, I mean, so uh, travel our, industries, our, our businesses are a huge part of our infrastructure. They need to be. And the people are the most important part of that. Because if we don't have the businesses, the ones who are going to pay for, you know, everything that happens in this town are the residents and that's you and I. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's tough, but on a positive note, we did our last episode before the checks are signed with Ashley Sari from the Monadnock Ledger, and she wrote an article about this podcast. Yeah, can you believe that we were, we're in the newspaper? We're in paper. Yeah, so we're gonna start. <laughs> we're gonna start ramping up. You guys better get in on the bottom floor because we're going to the penthouse. Uh, so check out the article on the Monadnock Ledger, and like we said in that episode, subscribe to them. They're a small local um, publication, and they need support from you know its readers. Uh, they they you know, report on the news that's important to us. So, um, we are in the newspaper. This is our 10th episode. Um, I've been having a blast with it. I think oh, it's I awesome. Two. I have two. And it's definitely ceremonious for us to say in our 10th episode that there was no taxpayer dollars we would, used. We would not be paying, but, but we might ask for a 3% increase on that no taxpayers money used well we got a raise this year though remember? oh that's right that's actually right. you got paid even, even though i got i fought not i was the only descending vote yeah to not get a raise or to not get anything yeah well i got up and said i don't need the money either yeah. but the townsfolk <laughs> y'all were nice enough to give us a raise anyways so thank we're, you for that we're fighting out here for you we're gonna be watching all this stuff yeah so with that being said this puts the cap on our 10th episode uh, I'm DJ, you're Deb. This is I'm after Deb. the checks are signed. All right. um, we appreciate you listening and we'll talk soon, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.